it's just the sticky, stubborn bullshit that we all navigate and climb through to try and get to happiness and contentment. Yeah. <laughs> and it's there to fuck us up. Yeah. Deep in the dick sand. We will get to what is the dick sand in a hot second. But first of all, Tasha, yeah. who are you? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> uh, my name is Tasha Gideon. I am sitting here with my friend Nicole Peeler. And I'm about to embark on having a lot of opinions <laughs> on <laughs> various topics. In real life, I'm a strategist and messaging expert. Also a thoughtful person. Yeah, you are. I like that. You're a thoughtful person, too. Who the, who the hell are you, and why are you in the studio with me? <laughs> <laughs> I am Nicole Peeler, and I am a professor of uh, English literature and creative writing. And I am an expert in, uh, I used to be an expert in modernism and in nothing else. And yet, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I have a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, And this is important because we kind of want to do something a little different with this podcast. And we'll talk about that in a second. First, we'll talk about the dick sand. Sounds so, good. I just like to say the word dick sand. We hope you do too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all say it together. Dick, dick sand. sand. What is the dick sand to you, Tasha? The dick sand is everywhere and it's a portal to nowhere. So <laughs> it's stuff you think is solid ground, but... It's sticky. It's sticky. Sometimes you're in it or on it, and you don't know it, and sometimes you do. Sometimes you wander onto it knowing the risk. Sometimes you just end up there, but it's really just the shorthand, in my mind, for weird power structures, power dynamics that are in nobody's best interests, but are just pervasive. So Dick Sand is the most fun way to put it. How would you describe it? I mean, obviously the dick stand is like a fun way to talk about the patriarchy, but the patriarchy is often part of white supremacy. It's part of capitalism. It's part of all these structures. Mm -hmm. So like we probably actually won't use the word patriarchy a ton in this podcast Mm -hmm. because I think part of the problem oftentimes when we identify things as, you know, patriarchy or toxic masculinity or whatever is it's like, it's really easy to forget that like everyone is a victim in that system. It is easy to think like, oh, in that kind of a system, one group is totally just winning. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> really not. Really not. There might be like one one dude somewhere who's like the, like a sociopath at the very top who's like, this is great. I get to have no emotions and like everyone gets and to serve me. all of me. the helicopters. Yeah. And everyone's constantly trying to assassinate me, but it's just, you know, it's like. I'm living like, my best life. Yeah. It's a great way to get cardio, like dodging right. knives. <laughs> so... Except for that one dude. Like, this is something that affects us all. Well, I also just think there's a lot of power in being silly about it. Yes. Because there's a lot to be upset about and there's a lot to be serious about. And I don't think that you and I are capable of forgetting the gravity of these things. But one thing that these power structures don't want us to do is laugh at them. Right. And I think that's one thing I love about the 
term, the dick sand is, is hilarious. Yeah. And it's like joyful in a way that like, because that's the other thing is we're never going to be rid of all power structures. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a, I'm a closet utopianist, right? No, um, not very closet. <laughs> not very closet. You have an open, open plan. Yeah. <laughs> closet. Right. Right. <laughs> and your own, and your own TV show about it. My glass closet. But I also recognize that those like propensities towards utopianism and perfectionism, A, are based in like white supremacy and capitalism, mm-hmm. and B, and the patriarchy. And B, it's also like a hair's breadth from like how you get to fascism. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? Like, well, everybody hates fascism unless they picture themselves as the fascist. Right. <laughs> and then you're like, it would be amazing. Right. If I could make everyone finally do blank, uh-huh. the world would be a utopia. And it's like, that's that's literally how you go from socialism to fascism. It's a Mussolini playbook. Well, Mussolini is always a good time for a break. So here is a word or several from our sponsors. Books Are Magic is a family-owned independent bookstore with two locations in Brooklyn and an online store. They're committed to being a welcoming, friendly, and inclusive space for all people. They offer thoughtfully selected voices and stories on their shelves and free and affordable events featuring emerging writers as well as long-adored authors. Enjoy 10% off your entire online purchase with code NEC10 through March 2024. Be sure to visit Brooklyn's beloved independent bookstore. Books are magic. Ever used a breast pump? For 8 out of 10 women, it really sucks. For 15%, it's straight up damaging. Why? Because data on nipple sizes just doesn't exist unless it's to design the perfect breast or algorithms to censor women's bodies on social media. And you can't design a comfy pump without it. The solution? It's your nipples. Got nipples two minutes in a ruler? You can change how women experience pumping by sharing your measurements. It's anonymous, and you don't have to have pumped, breastfed, or have kids. To help out and measure your nipples, Go to MilkDropPumps.com. That's MilkDropPumps.com. Now that we've taken our break. I feel rested. Do you? <laughs> I, yes. Very, very relieved. Tasha. Yes, Nicole. What is neck deep in the dick sand? It's our podcast, Nicole. God, I can't believe how many times I have to explain this to you. Wait, no. is that what we're doing? I just thought you put this microphone in my face because you liked me. I think it's a sort of a formalized incarnation of these conversations that we had been having where we started really interrogating these different power structures. Our intention for this was an imperfect, non-expert approach to dismantling Systems like patriarchy and white supremacy and all of the isms that make life harder than it should be. Yeah, I think that idea of that like non-expert. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you're listening to two people who don't know what they're talking about. That's, <laughs> yeah. it's this idea. Sounds amazing. It sounds great. <laughs> Isn't that called the news? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think when we started talking about it, it was like, well, we'll kind of just tell people things. And then it's like, well, do we know what we're talking about? Mm -hmm. And then it became, for me, this like whole thought experiment. And Mm -hmm. like part of what I find most valuable is 
figuring out all the ways in which, and we've talked a lot about this, like this idea of like the joy in realizing you're doing it wrong. Oh God, I listen to like my favorite feeling. Yes. So, <laughs> which ha- has to be like a German word. Like yeah. there's one German word for this, but we're just going to call it the joy of doing it wrong. Der Rangensteinstein. <laughs> der der mishappening tongue. It's actually, like, if I want to put on my modernist hat, like, it's literally the point of, like, <laughs> and then, Can I please see your modernist hat at some point? <laughs> it's, it's a, a trilby. It's a, it's, <laughs> I don't even know what a trilby is. It's a trilby. This reminds me of a Joycean epiphany. <laughs> okay. I'm staying with you. I'm following. So in Portrait of the uh, Artist as a Young Man. <laughs> the tangent, tangent alert. Tangent alert. Um, this is not a tangent. It's okay. a small lecture in <laughs> a reminder <modern> to subscribe, <laughs> rate, and review. <laughs> Was this what you were expecting? Yes. Yes, they were. <laughs> so in Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man, every section ends with the artist being like, I I figured it Nailed out. Nailed it. Th- nailed it. Like, this is the way I'm supposed to live my life. Like, I got it. The angels sing, like, it's an epiphany, right? This is Saul on the way to Damascus. And it's like, I've sorted. I'm done. Got it. And then the next section opens with him being like, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, that was totally the wrong way to go. And I feel like— Imposter syndrome. Well, it's not. It's like legitimate. Like he's like like at one point he's like it's it's women and sex. And then the, like the next minute he's like nope, it's the priesthood. Cut to like 5 months later and then he's like no, it's being an artist, right? So it's all these iterations and I think what that encapsulates is a this idea that we're constantly growing and changing and b again that we are structured by narratives that are all around us, right? So of mm-hmm. course he like latches onto the priesthood because he's an Irish Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. So part of that joy of realizing we got it wrong, what was that again in German? Um, Boing Dazenzum. <laughs> Is that we recognize that A, we have the capacity for growth and change, and B, that we have to get things wrong because there are invisible forces working upon us that we have not identified and, you know, worked around. Right. I think the other aspect of it is like right and wrong in and of itself deserves interrogation. Right. Wrong. No, wrong. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> um. Behind the curtain. Peek behind the curtain. We have been trying to describe what this podcast is, and we are being overly vague and not particularly clear, and our producer has asked us to try again. We're going to read bullet points about what this podcast is going to be, just so that we get it all in a, in a concise form, and then maybe that will help. Imperfect. Go. <laughs> um, we'll have experiments. Experiments. For example... What if you didn't apologize to anyone for an entire day? Or a week. Or a month. We will have experts. Experts. Like brain doctors. And neighbors. We will have fan interaction, listener interaction. Like 
I guess fan is presumptuous. <laughs> Devotee? Devo, devotee, interact. No, seriously. Just it, like, basically voicemail. We have a thing called the neckline, <laughs> which is a voicemail. And we would love it if you would call in with all sorts of things. If you do an experiment with us and you want to report back, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. If you have an experience with the dick sand that you want to tell us about, it could be about a relationship. It could be about work. It could be about... Uh, family, all something the you realized where, in therapy. Yes, it's all the places a dick sand lurks. Um, it could be just to shout angrily, not at us, but just about you know screaming into the void. We can be your void. Yeah, often I am. Yes, I do feel very void sometimes. You go to our website, neck-deep.com. There's a little button you click on there. You can record. I think I don't know, it's three minutes or something like that, and you can do a do-over. We can anonymize you. We can make your voice sound completely different, or we can just transcribe it and read it ourselves. If you, if an- anonymity is important to you, if it's not important to you, great. That's also fun. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's yeah, a place to be. Know what you want us to do with it? Yeah, let's listen to one we've already received. Exhibit A. I was on a call today with, and this person talked over me. Were kind of talked before I finished my sentence. And I was so used to that, that I never, I didn't really respond or react. But then two male colleagues who were on the call with me messaged me and they were like, holy shit, that guy was so rude. I can't believe he talked over you like that. And it made me double take a little bit because it made me think about all the other times that somebody probably talked over me and I just got so used to it that until these male colleagues pointed it out to me, I didn't even fully realize what was happening. And so it blew my mind a little bit. It made me feel both kind of cognizant of a behavior that I didn't quite pick up on before. It made me angry that it was happening. And it also made me angry that it took someone else to point that out to me because that behavior feels so normalized. I love getting voicemails. I know. and That's such a good one. It was such a good one. And most excitingly... It introduces something very special, which is the topic of our first season. Yay! It's the theme of anger. Anger! Anger is the first season's theme. We're going to dig into it. All different dimensions. Do you want to tell the story of when we were in my car and you just got out of therapy? Uh, Yeah, I just got out of therapy and my therapist had said something that was so earth-shattering that I walked around a little stunned for a few days after, and it was, anger is not a negative emotion. Yeah. And Uh, we were both like, wait, what? Because as anyone socialized as female, anger is simply anathema. It's, yeah, we're not taught about it, not educated about it, and we're taught to not be angry. So we're going to be looking at our own anger and exploring that. We're also going to be uh, hearing from listeners about their own experiences with anger. I just get so mad sometimes about all of the really dumb 
patriarchal systems. And then when I spiral too deep into it, I get really exhausted and I get really, really ragey. And we're going to be talking to experts such as Dr. Friend Una Henry. I am constantly telling my clients, like, anger is my favorite emotion. And they know that. And the first time I say it, they're always like, what? Because she gets a bad reputation. And I get that. But I try to reframe it in terms of she's powerful. And anything that's powerful is scary because it does have the potential to do harm. And Dr. Neighbor Jen Ra. Anger is, to me, a biological state. It's one of the basic emotions that... Mm you have a, we say, a visceral response. It does involve your stomach. It involves your hormone system. It involves the amygdala in your brain, which is very much, you know, and you use the term lizard brain often. Mm -hmm. But it's sort of, it's part of that lizard brain where you're not very sophisticated in your brain's configuration and activity at the moment that anger begins. I'm excited about this. I'm really excited about this, Nicole. Yeah, me too. I am just excited to talk about anger and to kind of be in this space where we're talking about things in a way that's kind of collapsing the fourth wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to make a space where we ask experts what they're struggling with and Mm -hmm. we turn to listeners to say what insight can you provide and then also be real honest about where we're at and kind of co-create a shared evolution that sounds very hoity-toity, but it is that, (laughs) in fact, your utopia thing. Yeah. Um, I think if we can be honest with each other and kind of disarm the idea that there's anybody who really, really knows. Right. And that this needs to be a multifaceted discussion about something so complicated. Right. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. I think we're getting away from that idea that people just do a certain amount of work and then they exist in a perfect state Mm -hmm. and showing something more realistic which is just that we're always changing we're always growing we're always evolving we're getting things wrong Mm -hmm. and we're doing ideally a little bit better doing things a little bit better is actually the point right exactly that's the point yeah so we're co-creating a space with you the listener and with our experts working on evolving together yay listening to this episode. Good job. Neck Deep in the Dick Sand is a production of Naked Deep Media. Would you like to leave a voicemail? You probably have things on your mind. Go to neck-deep.com and leave a message on the neckline. You should subscribe, rate, and review. It doesn't take any time, and it makes them happy. Be good, be nice to each other, 